if they ever leaked our rich friend tapes the way trump's tapes oh leaked, it's over yeah it would be super it's wild over. guys i'm saying this because the podcast is starting right now but we've been talking for the past like five minutes about all the things that we just kind yeah, of can't right say. yeah we neither one of us can run for president anytime soon but then again maybe we could <laughs> My name is Matthew Tremell. I'm joined by Mark Anthony Green. <laughs> Welcome to Rich Friend, the Elevated Conversation. Brought to you by Tequila Avion. Today we're drinking an Avion Michelada. Some Avion Silver, fresh lime juice, agave nectar, and some Mexican hot sauce. It's cold out, so it's good. Dumb cold out. Yeah. Yo, I saw a dude today. I'm not making this up just for the podcast. Okay. I saw a dude today wearing flip-flops now yesterday it snowed six inches seven inches uh-huh. and he was wearing like a north face but he had on flip-flops and on one hand i'm like most people which is like yo fuck that dude he's ridiculous mm-hmm. but on the other hand i like when people choose random enemies and what that guy did is he woke up this morning and he said mother nature today is my enemy and i'm gonna go tell her to go fuck herself yeah. And I kind of, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just kind of inspired by it. You got to yeah. be honest. There is a, uh, you know, there's sort of like an, a, a, a nihilist angle to it. There's kind of yeah. like, like an anarchist vibe to it. Yeah. It's like, okay, why should I fucking conform to your <laughs> uh, standards of weather and dress if I want to wear flip flops right now? Straight up. That's what I'm going to wear. I'll lose a toe for this. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a little life. kid. I saw a little kid salute um, a police officer uh, in the subway. He was like, it was a kid and his mom, and then his sister was sitting across. And so, mom, like two little kids, maybe he was like six or seven or eight, and he was like, they were speaking Spanish. And then two cops were walking down the platform, and he was like, he looked out the window and saw them and got all excited and was like, oh look, like I mean, he's like talking Spanish, but like he's like speaking in Spanish, but he's like, oh look, like look, he's a police officer, look. And he, like, saluted. The cop, like, saluted back and laughed. And, like, it was just this little, I was like, oh, man, like, look at that. Like, this kid, like, it's like he saw a superhero. Yeah. Like, he believes, like, he's like, that's awesome. I was like, that was very nice. It was a nice little scene. That's positive. Yeah, I thought so. Some days I don't feel like saluting police officers. I mean, I, you know, I was like, I try to remember what I thought about that at that age. Like, but... Um, yeah, it was like, you know. Shout out to all the good police officers keeping us safe. <laughs> Saluting little kids. <laughs> and, you know, shout out to the bad ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to little kids, too. Shout out to little kids. I saw a lot of kids on scooters after Christmas. <laughs> like, the day after Christmas or the, like, maybe the day after, like, two days after. It was really warm. And I was in the city. And there was, like, at least five scooter sightings. And I was just like, maybe the Razor came back on the low. And I just didn't know because I'm not a child anymore. Did you get your mini bike? No. How I you got, feeling? I got a microwave. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you? I, I never asked you, like, what did you get for Christmas? You got a microwave? I was. I chose between a PS4 and a microwave. and That's um, weird, Tramel. I got the microwave because I needed one because the microwave I had broke. But I'm probably still going to get a PS4 at some point. That's just so non-luxurious. I mean... Like, that's such a utility, like... I'm an adult, you know? So who bought you the microwave? Your parents? My mother. Your mother got you the microwave? Yep. Is it an ill microwave? Nope. Warms food up. That's all it has to do. Do you microwave a lot of your dinners? No. 
How often do you use the microwave? <laughs> <laughs> Just it's grilling there. this motherfucker. It's there when I need it. Have we talked about the microwaves in our building that uh, reheat food when you leave it in there for too long? Have we talked about this? No. If you put, it's like, if you put your plate of food in it and you set it for one minute and it cools off, uh, and you forget, like leave it in there like for four minutes after, it'll start up again. And monitor the temperature of the food so that when you go to finally pick it up, it's like heated. That's in the that's in the World Trade Center. That's like in our kitchen. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if we got that. That might be just at the New Yorker. Yeah. I think maybe. we got the like basic. Yeah. We got the we got the basic joint. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mike, the microwave game is crazy out here. Wait, when do I, you bring your lunch? You're not one of those guys. Hell no. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Not to say hell no. Like that's crazy. I it's hate. Like, no, I, I. That's like nah, I, people who bring their probably, lunch to work nah, bother it's, me. It's probably more responsible. That's like a good thing to do. Why? Because it's you save money and it's probably gonna eat better, and you, you know, it's just no. You could get a healthy lunch in 2017. There's no reason to no, not no, get no, a healthy lunch. No, no, it's true, but it's like I'm just saying, you know, it's probably a better thing to do. Not saying that I'm. About yeah, but to then do I gotta it. smell your lunch. That's true, but then you go eat in the kitchen or something. You don't eat at your desk. You can. And then a, and then you'll walk into work with a fucking Tupperware. Yeah. Yes, that is the only downside of it. That's, That's a true. huge downside. Right. Every day walking to work with Tupperware and then you gotta now I gotta smell your lasagna. Yeah. Come on, are, that's why. No, I get you. I get you. The best part of the day <laughs> is breaking for lunch. Why would you take that away from yourself? Um now here's a theory. Uh if jobs in America uh served breakfast, like if office jobs served breakfast, no one would ever be late for work. Say it one more time. If your if your job had like continental breakfast the way hotels do, you know what I mean? Like yeah, if your yeah. job served breakfast, right? No one would ever be late for work because food is the ultimate like motivational factor, you know. And I guarantee you that people would be more productive, and that that money that you spent serving breakfast would then come back to you like threefold. I think. I think that you're absolutely right, and you, know what we, I mean? you should sell that idea. You would be. At you need work. to do a TED talk. Yeah, like you would be at work at eight thirty every morning if you were like, oh yeah. Especially like, if it was like a little chicken biscuit, like yeah, some shit like, you really yeah, wanted. Like there's oh wow, like, that's word. brilliant. There's like waffles. There's like a waffle maker there at work. Fantastic. I listen, Avion. If you could just make sure there's like a little biscuit sandwich situation, <laughs> we'll start yeah. being more punctual. Yeah. <laughs> You know no, what they I mean? Take care of us, man. This uh, this 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 cocktail here is pretty awesome. But um, I wouldn't drink it at eight thirty in the morning. You know, <laughs> a waffle on the other hand. Right, right, right. But um, Whoa. but yeah, what was like a good, random, odd job that you had in your youth that had nothing to do with what you ended up? I was uh, worst job I ever had was housekeeping. I was I was housekeeping at a hotel. Wow! Shout out to the outskirts of Kansas City, Kansas. And uh, it sucked. It was terrible. And I worked the night shift six days a week. Damn. How old were you? I was in uh, I was in high school, and I was going to quit. So the first day, I cleaned up shit, piss, and throw up on my first day. Damn. And, so this was like, and uh, they made me put on a wolf costume and dance around a bunch of kids. And meanwhile, I'm like... Wait, what? Yeah, like there's like you know it's it's a it's a hotel and a water park put together, so it's nothing but a bunch of families, and they're all stressed out. So they call you at like two in the morning and they're like, "Yeah, the kids throwing up everywhere," 
I need you to come clean this up. Wow. So it's the worst job ever, right? So the first night. Who hated you enough to get you roped up into this? My father (laughs) got me the gig. Shout out to my dad. He was working at the company that had, that like did the complex or something. Uh So he gets me the worst job ever. The first day I want to quit, I go home and I tell my mother and I'm like cocky. I'm not even cocky. I don't even think anything of it. I'm like, oh, I'm never going to do this again. Uh One and done. Uh My mother, two hours. That's the type of man I raised. Mm. Type of man that can't do no hard work. Mm. But you better than cleaning up, throw up. Mm. You better than this. Yeah, mm. uncle would be da da da. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the grandfather would be da 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 da. I mean, she's giving me bars for two hours, As and I should. just cave. Yep. And I'm like, took your ass to work. It. Hell yeah. Put so that I did wolf it for costume on. Listen and pop and lock for those right. Pop and and, and <laughs> get to dancing. Get to fucking dancing. And I did that for a whole summer. And you know wow. what I learned from it? Nothing. Yeah, that's yeah. You know, it was not a listen. I don't care what my mother tells you. Yeah, it didn't. I didn't learn a single. Didn't build character. It didn't. It built didn't, zero yeah, character. Right. You know, it made me despise water parks. Right. Despise children. Yeah. Despise hotels. You just contributed to like what's probably a bad business. Yeah. Basically. And and if I ever see a wolf, I'm kicking it in the face. <laughs> Peter can come find me. Just traumatized. Uh, yeah, I'm traumatized. No, nah, it was whack. Fucking, yeah, that's. It was really super funny. whack. What's what's the worst job you ever had? Uh. I can't say it's the worst, but I did like a summer internship for uh, Citibank, but it was like the corporate office and it was like global wealth management or just one of those things where it's can't just, like, imagine either. It's just like an office that's like we're just doing <laughs> office things. Like, not, you know what I mean? Like there's no product being made. There's no, it's just like cubicles. Uh, and, you know, I was like, it was paid. So I was like, word, I'm getting paid. But uh, I was like, I'm obviously just so just clearly not d- going to do this in life. You know, like, right. this is just so thoroughly not my future that I'm not even worried, um, no matter what it is. But uh, and and w- with that, with that frame of reference in mind, like I was like, word, I'm going to just do this because I get paid. You know what I mean? So. Right. Um, and then I uh, developed a good relationship with uh, a young woman who worked there. And she was like, well, hey, just a, a grown woman, not a young woman, but Ow. like, no, she was like, ma- like a mentorship type thing. Like she was married. Oh yeah, yeah, like, quote yeah, unquote yeah, mentor yeah. for sure, for sure. Yeah, stop mentor. Being fucking, stop being, uh, you're being anti-feminist right now. You How am have, I being anti-feminist? You have a female mentor and have it not be in some sort of like sexualized kind of whatever dynamic. Mark Anthony Green. I'm making fun of you. you Small-minded. This ain't about women. This is me making fun of uh, you. Just regressive. No, I'm talking about. Anyway, I met a little young lady there. No, I mean I don't. (laughs) I met. I don't know. Like I don't know how else to say it. And she was like, she was really fucking like smart and established and like had like risen in the ranks of this thing and was very successful and like lived with her husband in some big brownstone on Upper East Side and like blah blah blah. Uh, And um. One day, like halfway through the internship, or whatever, we would like get lunch or whatever, and then she was like, um, "It was like during the crash, like when the economy was going really far down, whatever oh, that was, yikes. like oh seven or whatever." And she was like, um, "Yeah," she was like, "Don't get caught here, like don't get trapped in this, like don't like, don't do this, cause like <laughs> we all, you know what I mean? Right. Basically, just like in she a, let like, you off the record appeal to like, you know right. what I mean? Like right. don't end up sitting in an office doing global wealth management, like please, cause like even the people that are the best at it and like seems yeah, it's just like not. And I was like, I'm 
10 steps ahead of you, buddy. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> <Legend>. <laughs> Come August, I'm fucking off this thoroughly. Um, but Mentors are tight. Yeah, 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 yeah. Without question. They're uh, so vitally important. You know? They're so, like, yeah. I mean, I credit, like, everything pretty much with, like, people that are just older and smarter yeah. than me that were able to be, like, this is my OGs. Do. Yeah, man, definitely. Man. Um, like, don't work in global wealth, man. That's, like, some of the best advice I ever got from a mentor, you know? Did you, this is, did you see that uh, Drake and Future's tour was the highest grossing hip-hop tour of all time? Mm-mm. Yeah, they no. made, like, 80-something million. Uh, that's dope. That's dope. If That's good. Tramel's having a hard time complimenting this. Yeah. <laughs> He's having a that's tough good. time. That's a good thing. Country music live uh, blows any other genre out of the water as far as revenue. Really? Yeah, country music is, the, like, if I'm not mistaken, the most popular live genre. Um, Why? Like, because, <clears throat> well, the trade-off is, is that it's the worst in streaming and in, like, the digital sphere. Right. So... Because young people don't give a fuck about it. Well, I mean, it's like, you know, family, like... It's basically the Donald like, Trump of music. Right. But, like, you think about, like, what are your behaviors? What are your, like, patterns? It's not like Coachella music festivals, you know? It's, like, the exact opposite of that type. And it's, like, its own self-contained, like, little bubble. Right. You know I mean, that's, like, isolated from everything else, you know? Right. Um, but, yeah, so it was, like... I don't know, Billboard put it out, like, a year ago, I think, or more recently than that. But I was really shocked to see that, that, like, they, like, earn basically a lot of money from people just being super loyal to this thing even still existing, you know? It's, like, a little, like, faith in itself. You right. know what I mean? Right, right, Like, church exists because you go to church, not just because you read the Bible. You know, so it's, like, the same kind of, like, whatever, which was really bugged out for me to like think about because it's like that's it's like invisible everywhere else you know and it's also weird that our, the genre of music that gets to be called country as in like our country that's like this is american music basically mm-hmm. is like the most like exclusionary kind of genre you know what i mean like it's a yeah, genre yeah, that like the saying. least amount of people are like engaging with on yeah. a global scale you know it only yeah like it's not people in london listening to american country music or right. people in Japan, or and they and they call it Americana now, which is even more to your point. Right, of, right, right. Like, it's weird. There's like, a, there's something weird about that. I don't know what. The only country singer that I listen to is Jason Isbell. You ever listen to him? Mm-mm. You know who that is? Mm-mm. He's, uh, I guess he just would be like Americana or something. But he's mm-hmm. he's amazing. Really? He's like legit. Word. Like I've recommended, I S B E L L, go listen to that southeastern classics southeastern that's the name of the album oh okay his best album in my opinion well you're from the south so you probably know a lot (laughs) you probably know a lot (laughs) man listen i need all of my midwest (laughs) yo you know you know what else um well that's not midwest but i saw this band called lettuce that's a jam band Mm -hmm. and i didn't know anything about jam bands like that type of i still don't yeah it's like and it was they were dope they were good they played at Brooklyn Bowl and it's like kind of like uh, I guess uh, there's like Grateful Dead and then there's like Fish 
mm-hmm. then there's like the kind of off sh- like that whole offshoot world of that um where like people follow tours and where a band goes on and like plays right. like jams for like four hours right and it's like no vocals and it's like 12 oh, okay. dudes yeah, yeah, yeah. that are yeah. just like just all look them there's at least one like three foot long beard yeah. on stage you know what i mean yeah, and yeah it was like dope but it was just like it was sold out i think they played two nights the crowd was like unlike any crowd that i've really seen in any kind of show you know what i yeah. mean like at any kind of big arena festival what, what's the best show you've seen at brooklyn bowl um but if y'all don't know and you should know by now matthew Tremel basically goes to everything as the nightlife editor at the new yorker so i do he's I see seen it all and done it all and he worked at the fader before well i get to yeah i get to go to a lot of shows i well i get to yeah but I haven't seen everything. It's good because I get to. It's good because it's like, oh, I don't know anything about that. Let me go see a show. You know what I right. mean? Like that's what it ends up really, more often than not, like being, which is fun. Um, but Thundercat was really good there. Recently, I feel like I can't. I feel like there was there's some show that I can't remember that would be it. You know? I think you were did wasn't it you and I talked about? I think mine's the D'Angelo. Quest Love. Yeah, that was there. That was really good. That, that was that, really good. That messed me up. Yeah, that was awesome. That was it was awesome. just D'Angelo and Quest Love. Mm-hmm. Two two piece. And that was even before he was really back. It was like a one off. Like whoa, D'Angelo's appeared and then he disappeared. It was yeah, it was before like Black year, Messiah. Yeah, you know, like way like two years before, like yeah. way before. Yeah. Um, have you ever done the uh, what's it called? Top Golf, like the golf driving range. Mm-mm. No, nah. What's that? It's like like bowling shit reminded me of that, but it's kind of like it's like it's like a like a Dave and Buster's, but instead of arcade games, it's golf and driving ranges. Where is it? I did it in Texas in Austin, but they have them in a bunch of different places. Apparently, we're gonna do. A, just we should do a I'm podcast. Just, I'm just throwing stuff out that's like things I know about between New York and LA that and seeing if you know anything about them. Like, so do jam so bands. We've golf been driving, like. to bring y'all up to speed on the bullshit that Jamel's talking about. <laughs> we've been having this debate for the last couple episodes of first of all, I'm from Kansas City. I went to college in Atlanta. Kansas City's the Midwest. Atlanta's the South. I sound Southern in some ways, do Southern It's things. really cool because But I'm a lot from of the people... Midwest, and I claim the Midwest, and Tramiel thinks everything below New York is the South. Well, I mean... Um... And every New Yorker thinks that because y'all are, you know, narcissists. You know who else is from Kansas City, Missouri? Grits and Gravy. And he's not really Southern, really, from uh, World Series of Dice. I don't know what you're talking about. Chappelle Show, Grits and Gravy, Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> and when I leave, come together like butt cheeks. Come on. <laughs> I was about to say I'm the only to person like, I know is the dude from Chappelle's show. I'm trying to think of like Yo, uh, you're sick. Missouri. Like, what do I know about Missouri? Tech Nine. Really? What do you mean? I didn't. Did you see? Is te- did you see the? It was Tech Nine, right? You saw when Lin Manuel Miranda was like Tech Nine used to bully me. No, wasn't that him? That's amazing. No, I mean I don't know. I didn't see that. He was like, he stuffed me in a trash can or something like that. That's incredible. (laughs) I think it was. (laughs) It wouldn't have been Tech Nine because Tech Nine don't really leave Kansas City. Well, this is what I'm trying to figure out. Now, you can't Google that. Not on this show. I kind of just want to, though. I think I'm going to just break this rule right now. (laughs) (laughs) Tramel doesn't believe in anything. (laughs) If you can't believe in that, you can't believe in Um, anything. Yeah, Um, like, I think we're just going to. Are you tired of. 
Lynn. Nah, what's to be tired of? He he was kind of everywhere. Oh, Immortal Technique, not Tech yeah, Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Immortal Technique. That makes more threw sense. Threw Lin Manuel Miranda in the garbage <laughs> when they were in high school. <laughs> Yo, it's fucked up, but you know, it's just a fucking head of a head. Those people hell grow of a up. Yeah, those people grow up. Right, we're all it's, allowed to grow, and some of them make and, Hamilton. Right, exactly. Who knows? Maybe he wouldn't have had to drive. Right. To create such a significant piece of art if he didn't have that right. little, you know, that garbage on his shoulder. And now he's not going to miss a shot. Right. You know? Right. Right. This is legit. Yeah. Were you bullied or were you a bully or were you neither? In kindergarten, I had a female bully. Wow. That makes so much sense. She was She was pretty... Uh, you seem like you had a female bully in Canada. I mean, she was a terror. She had she had a few victims. <laughs> she had a few victims, um, and we, it was just really just like she, you know. And it was just like, why are you doing this? Like, why? Like, <laughs> we don't even really do. Like, why are you? Why you know? Um, what is she doing now? No, no, I like, no idea. But what's her name? I can't remember, but I remember Miss Preston, who was the teacher. Shit, yeah. And they would just always run that same thing. It's because she likes you. It's because, uh, it's because, like, and you're just like, uh, okay, I guess, but, like, she could also just not do this. <laughs> like, like, I feel like Tremel was the exact like, same in kindergarten. Like, like just very reasonable. Like, yeah, like, just, like, why? very calm. You she just do something else. And, yeah, like, you know, um, what about, I, nah, I never bullied people. I probably bullied people as in, like, making fun of them because it was funny to me. And then it probably hurt their feelings in a way that I didn't really take stock of. But yeah, I was never like a physical, like, you know, um, kind of a little bit maybe. But again, in a, not in a way of like, I'm angry and I want to take it out on someone. Right. You know? Right. Um, but yeah. I was bullied a little bit in high school. Yeah. But it was because it was like a, a weird racial dynamic. Really? Yeah. I went to like a high school where in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um it was like predominantly white mm-hmm. and all of the black people were pretty like they were very similar mm-hmm. so if you were not really like them but you were black then mm-hmm. you were really really an outcast you know right 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 so right, right. that that got weird but it wasn't like nobody like put their hand like they would just like talk shit yeah i was just outnumbered a little bit right that makes but sense I, but i also never really struggled with like yeah. Making friends or anything. Yeah, being in like uh, an individual. My, that tweet from Tyler, the creator, about cyberbullying is one of the greatest tweets of all time. Yo, I mean... Do you know what I'm talking about? Of course. It's like, you know, and then you look at so much of what goes on. I mean, even now, like, there's like presidents arguing on Twitter. And right. you're just like, yo, if I just put the phone down... Right. Then it's literally as if none of this happened. Right. Tyler, you know the greatest I mean? tweet is how does cyberbullying exist? Just put the like, just uh, log out your computer, just close your computer or close your eyes. Like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, ha- just walk, ha- yeah. yeah. Uh, which, you know, I, I know it's not that easy. It's not really it. But I like, I like how he makes it so simple. I mean, it's hard. It's like kind of airtight. It's kind of hard to argue it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you're just like, oh, yeah, like I could just not. I, that option exists, you know. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, I'm not, I I can't say that I've ever been cyber bullied. This is a, not even a segue. I'm just going 
just moving okay. to a thing. You cool. know who's got a crazy ass walk? Walk? Yeah, he walks kind of just outrageous, and I don't know why no one talks about it. Putin. I you ever see? I, I've never seen him walk. walk. Yo, look at next time y'all see like Putin walking to a podium. When he walks, he walks kind of like um, like he, like the sh- apes on Planet of the Apes. Like he's super hunched over, and there's like a freaky ass limp with it. Uh huh. Like you know what waddle. I mean? Yeah, it's like he's got like like his pockets are really full. You know what I mean? Like he's got like two avion tequila bottles in his pockets or something yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, like this yeah, shit yeah. is just like his knees like oddly far apart. He's not knock kneed okay. or bow legged. Okay. Maybe he's bow legged. Okay. I never seen a white person as bow legged. Is that me either? I don't know if that's even really a thing. Me either. I've never seen a white person as bow legged. Tweet at us if you have. Yeah. Tweet. I don't want to see it though. Like it sends your little legs people to, re- to Tramel. <laughs> people that. are really. Everybody tweet me a picture of your knee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> people are really. Uh, people have really tweeted us. Yeah, the Again. tweets. The tweets are getting crazy. Wait, can black people get lice? Because the you know, they say you black folks can't get lice. I've never heard that. But That's I've like also never encountered a black person with lice. Of it. Yeah. That's, lice used to be big in, in school growing up in the Midwest. I feel like lice was like a, it was like a, just like a, a cultural touchstone that you don't hear as much about anymore. Yeah. Did people have it? Yeah. Yeah. Kids would have it, but they would never even check, like, my, because our hair was so short. But, like, they wouldn't check my sister either. But I, for some reason, there's a rumor. I don't know if it's true. I'm, we, we're not going to Google it. But, yeah, they say black folks can't get lice. Interesting. I wonder why. What is it? Like they're allergic to coconut oil or something? Maybe 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 it's the texture of hair is not conducive to having like little things. I thought it was a scalp it. thing though. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows the ins and outs <laughs> yeah. of a lie. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like who knows? Yeah. I know you don't follow sports, but I did want to talk about um the MVP race in the NBA. Okay. Cause it's it's getting crazy right now. Who's um, so Russell Westbrook is playing out of his mind. Shout out to Devin Gordon, by the way. Devin Gordon is uh, a a good friend. He's a coworker at GQ, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he and I have a bet. I bet him that Russell Westbrook is going to average a triple double. It's only been done once uh, in the history of the NBA, mm-hmm. um, and right now we're almost at the halfway mark of the season. He's averaging a triple double, but he's playing out of his skull. Um, and the debate is, you know, James Harden is also having an incredible season, mm-hmm. but his team is actually winning. And Russell Westbrook's playing better, but his team, you know, I'm not saying that the Thunder aren't going to make the playoffs, but they also could totally not make the playoffs. So mm-hmm. how important is it to the MVP race for your team to actually be successful? Is I, the debate? I saw um, uh, this may be related or unrelated. Um, I saw a, <laughs> a meme of Carmelo Anthony, uh, and it was like Carmelo looking frustrated, and the quote was like, uh, "When we win, it's us. When we lose, it's me." And then the caption uh, by uh, Moses Verneau, who's the director of Money and Violence, was like, "Do you really want to be a boss?" Do you really want to wake up with these responsibilities oh and God. have the team fall on your shoulders? <laughs> and I was just like, damn, I guess that's true, Mello. Like, when the Knicks win, it's like everybody. And when the Knicks lose, it's like, fuck Mello. Why didn't you win it for us, right? That's how that works, right? 
I, I mean, that's, that's how. I guess that's kind of pertinent to your question. I, the only reason why I dislike that quote is because when they win, people do stuff, talk about Carmelo Anthony. Right. I and, don't even know if he really said and it. When, no, he said it. Like, no, no, oh, he, he said that. Okay, and yeah. when they lose, and it was a humble thing to say, but yeah. when they lose, they also say Melo's team is whack. Yeah. So, like, it just doesn't apply. For, yeah. it's, it much more applies to, like, us in this podcast. You know what I'm saying? As in? Like, when we win, mm-hmm. everybody wins. Avion, <laughs> Tramel, mm-hmm. me, you. Mm-hmm. But when we lose, I put all that shit on you. Right. You right. know? If people right. are like, oh, I ain't like right. episode 16. I'm like, that was all Tramel's idea. Do you really want to be a boss? Yeah, do you, Tramel? <laughs> Ask yourself. Yeah, I mean. The Knicks, I love I loved the Knicks. I love that the Knicks suck. Yes. I love the just fucking drama and cinema. Because you're a New Yorker. Knicks you're walking New York right Post. Now. You know what I mean? Like, it's fucking, like, it's so just apt. It's like they should be, like, they should be, like, 14, 16. It should just be, like, what is, like, what is this team? You know what I mean? It's not even, like, they're fucking useless because it's, like, they have this ill star player. They play in the fucking biggest city in the world, but they're also just kind of, like, I, like, have no, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, like. The same thing with the Giants. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if, if I were a professional athlete. Would I want to play for New York in any sport and have to deal with the New York Post when I'm bad? I really used to think that, you know, probably a lot of people used to think that, like, like people who played for sports teams, they were from that place. No one thought that. No, even when you were super, super, super young? Even when I was super, super, super really? young. Because I'm not from, I, you guys, I'm telling you, New Yorkers, you're narcissists. Like... You just, how does that translate to how does that translate to that? If I'm like, oh, the Oakland Raiders are people from Oakland that play football. Because because you because you don't even consider the fact that people leave where they're from. <laughs> you, that's why it's a narcissistic. And you know I'm right. You fucking think, oh, of course. <laughs> but you you play you play for the sense, Dallas Cowboys, it? you must be from Dallas. Not to think like, no, people grow up and think about the the whole country think about the world and they're like no i would like to move to milwaukee because i like milwaukee no you don't even think about that shit you all you think about is fucking fulton avenue atlantic you know what i'm saying you timberlands took a, you took a very scullies you took a very in, innocent genuine thing and just turned it <laughs> into such an indictment because <laughs> i'm sick of this shit i'm sick nah, of this I'm, shit i don't know bro. man it's like what like what maybe maybe it would be more interesting if people did if they were if it were like San Diego, you could only play where you're from San Diego Chargers is that what it is Jesus yes yeah like you had to be from San Diego to play for the Chargers right did you go to Hawks games I went to a few I always heard Hawks games is like going to like, it's like going to the club yeah like, like stilettos and everything it's wildly it's not a sporting event. It's like Atlanta. Atlanta makes everything 40-40 club, and that's why I love it. It's not a sporting event. You could go to Waffle House at 3 a.m., and it is it is a club. I went to, the last basketball game I went to was Brooklyn Nets. How was that for you? Calm. Very calm. Are you it's sure like, you were even at a basketball game, Tremont? Right. It was like they were playing. I can't remember who they were playing. Like, just some another, just like. The San Diego Chargers? Essentially, basically. Um, <laughs> fucking <laughs> and it was just like oh yeah like halftime we're gonna go get some food come back sit down they're gonna shoot some t-shirts into yeah. the crowd 
Like there's not there's no highlight reel, no no top ten plays going down at this game. This is just a fucking like this is a you know a formality. This game has to happen for the league to continue. But. It was it was a dream job for me at some point to do the programming in between the plays, like the t-shirt guns and all yeah. that. Like yeah, I was like, man, that's a fun ass job. Yeah. Like definitely. that would be a tight job. It, it there's room for improvement, I think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That, like there's a there's it's definitely kind of just stuck in 1993 for yeah. some reason. Except you know? for the t-shirt cannons are getting strong. <laughs> Can shit, remember, yeah. like you could get to like the sixth <laughs> row now. Now they're hitting the rafters. Yeah, yo, my my fucking homie Jesse was like uh, had the thought, or I feel like we were talking about it, and then the thought like tumbled out of the conversation. But like some like a brand or like a streetwear brand like doing a show like where they showed with t-shirt cannons so just like shoot like you know what i mean like (laughs) shooting like their new fucking like whatever drops like out into the crowd like off the runway with cannons it's dangerous i don't know if it is gee the way that they're programmed now yeah but a t-shirt can't hurt you if I walked in here right now and shot you point blank range with a t-shirt gun, you're on the ground. I'm literally like opening eBay right now. Like, how much does a cannon cost? Yo, we Can need we to own one. We need you, to get the ill rich to, friend to own one. Cannon. Do you need to be licensed to own a t-shirt gun? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just Second Amendment right to have a t-shirt gun. Yo, man, they're on here for thirty-five dollars at Walmart. Let's go. But, yeah, like I know what we're doing after this. Yeah, exactly. Having a t-shirt gun fight? Hell yeah. That's crazy. Can any t-shirt... Can it be any shirt? I this assume. is fucking amazing. Oh, okay. you can make them too. I'm sorry. Yeah, come back, Tramel. What's up, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Tramel's pulling out his uh, credit card. He is, <laughs> yeah, like, he's about I'm to like do some shopping. fucking blown away right now. I didn't know... I thought... I didn't know you could just buy that. I thought it was like a thing that you had to work for somewhere and then they give you access to it. You can buy anything, Jamal. That's true. That is true. You could buy anything. Everything's for sale. Let mm-hmm. me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. This is totally random. Okay. It's a thing that bothers me. Okay. And I want to know if it bothers you. The distinction between freestyling oh my God. and writing and just somebody goes on sway. They spit a verse, and everybody calls it a freestyle because you just call it a freestyle. This the the whole the whole, to me the whole conversation of that just came from like uh, it's like um, if me and you had a very intense argument about uh, the practices and nomenclature of uh, bachata, and it's like neither one of us speak Spanish or are from. A family of Hispanics, but we are now going to try to parse out the like subtleties and nuances of like this thing. It's like if you have to ask that question, then you just have no idea. For the people in YouTube comments that ask about that, right. you know what I mean? It's right, like right, if right, you're right. this far and you're confused about that, then right. you have at least a decade to catch up on. Yeah, like of just like context to just be like you would it would never even cross your mind. This debate you know was I mean? trending 2 days ago on Twitter and I was if like this is silly. Every single time it happens I'm just like why you why yeah, you Yeah, like have fun batting this ball back and forth because you're hopeless if you're even in tr- like what like but he wasn't but it's a freak but it was written. It's like <laughs> 
guys. Like <laughs> everyone, everyone who understands this understands it fully. It needs no breaking down, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I tend to. I, that's like probably a shitty answer, but. No, it's good. Exactly. I mean, I feel the exact. I, right, I, I you know just what I mean. Like, it's just man, so crazy whenever it, it happens. It. Right, it's like, what are you like? You, what are you talking about? You know, you know what else was on that list and it was the funniest meme. Oh man, they, you know, Meek Mill, Nicki Minaj broke up, but I'm super uninterested in that. Right, mm-hmm. but there was one photo where Meek is standing there and he has one hand in his pant pocket, mm-hmm. normal. And he has the other hand in the pocket of his hoodie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like, if it, that's already fucking funny as shit. Right. <laughs> and if I hadn't have even said it to you, you would have looked at the photo and not that's noticed it. Funny. But somebody pointed out and it was like, man, Meek must be hurting because he's got his hands in two different pockets. Yo, I laughed. That's mad funny. I laughed for, for like three days. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yo, yeah. whatever like asshole saw this photo. And like wanted to like critique it that much, but find the funniest thing. It is awful. Yo. You know, he doesn't deserve that. We're gonna get to this guest, man. But y'all pray for me, man. Pray for the meme makers. What's up, folks? We are joined today by the lovely Miss Kitty Cash, hey. DJ Extraordinaire, all around awesome girl. Uh, very stoked to have her. What's going on? I'm How you feeling? To be here. Hell yeah! Nice, nice, nice was good um i'm happy nice that's what we want to hear <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> right i am so happy right now the last time i saw you you were very happy you I'm were very happy the last time i saw you you were dancing on stage with spice oh my god and <laughs> you were beaming with joy you were like it was i was happy to see you so happy you know i'm such a trinity girl yo like i mean it was powerful it really was um hell yeah yeah. hell yeah actually yeah we have yeah we've been on the road definitely um i used to live on eastern parkway that's crazy and i'm from kansas city so that's not culture shock yeah it was got crazy that's basically trinidad i got home (laughs) at 3 a.m and y'all were outside. I say y'all. <laughs> y'all were cutting up. <laughs> yeah, y'all were cutting up. And was that your first? I had no ju- clue what was happening. So you just came home like it was a normal? I came home like it was any other day. And I looked out and it was pandemonium when I got off on Franklin Ave. And right. I said, wait a minute. Right. What's happening? Yeah. Right. You didn't just jump in and get crazy? I eventually got into the mix, but you know, I'm skeptical. Right. You was a little nervous. Skeptical, skeptical. <laughs> you was like, am I? You I said, <laughs> you said, might don't make it. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. I mean, exactly. listen, I'd be a fool if I just jumped in. Right. Yeah. No, I had to figure it out. Sometimes no, I mean, you got to be a fool, though. Yeah, exactly. So, so, wait, so for the people that live in like Dallas, Texas, that right. listen to the podcast, what mm-hmm. is Juve? Explain it to them. Juve is okay. So basically, you have carnival, mm-hmm. and pre the actual carnival mass, where everyone is in the full on costumes, you know, with the feathers and the bras, rhinestones, Swarovski, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a celebration, and it's called Juve, and you wear shorts or t shirt or anything whatever that you can, don't mind whatever, dirty. yeah, and you celebrate, right. and it's like they play steel pan, which is right. like my favorite part of it all. And um, they throw powder and they throw The point mud. is to like see the sunrise. See the sunrise. It's yeah. like, that's like the start of the... It's the start. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why when like, I got home at 3.30, mm-hmm. <laughs> y'all were in like... Y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Just starting <laughs> pretty much. It's right. It's going to be y'all. Yeah. Y'all. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, yeah. I am the other one. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
That's yeah. amazing. So, uh, Cash, you, uh, I feel like you wear a million hats, but a lot of people might know you for uh, the music you play. You're a DJ. Yes. And also, like, put out some music occasionally mm-hmm. when you feel like it. Yeah. Um, how did you sort of get your start? What drew you to it? How did you get into it? You know, it's, it's funny when I tell this story because... I think there was a time when I was very scared and like overanalyze things like we all do. Mm-hmm. And I think when you make that mistake once, you say to yourself, I'm never going to do that again. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's kind of what happened. It was literally a joke. Um, I'm friends with Kilo Kish yeah. and she's a singer artist. She recently dropped a project that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Pick it and, up. Um, Stream it. Steal right? it. <laughs> Don't steal it. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so basically, Keish was looking for a DJ, and we were, I was helping her look for a DJ, and she couldn't find anyone, and she just asked me, like, can you just help me out, and, like, be my DJ and go on this mini tour, and I was like, what? Bitch, I don't know how to do that. Um, And then, (laughs) and then I was like, she was like, well, we're gonna get to travel. I was like, bitch, skirt, I'm with it. Like, what do I gotta do? Call J. Scott. (laughs) Like, what do we have to do to make this happen? And we were at Rubber Tracks, and, like, we just practiced, and then that's how it started that was the starting point of it all yeah but Um, you were always like music was always like something you were i think naturally like like, i love to party i've always loved to throw events never i never thought i would be the talent Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but i think being the talent i get to do a little bit of everything i get to help curate the lineup i get to depending on what side you know if i'm getting booked that's one thing but then Mm -hmm. i also throw parties and stuff so Mm -hmm. i think that's cool yeah yeah that's super dope i don't know if it was your instagram yeah i had you know (laughs) We do our research. I'm scared. I'm so scared. And I think this is the party that you were referring to, but you were catching the very rare slow wine Mm -hmm. uh, from a a beautiful young lady at the party. Mm -hmm. Um, That party is called Ting and Ting. Hey. Mm -hmm. Shout out to you. I've never been. Uh, Someone else speaks very highly. I mean, I'm so disappointed. I never got an invitation. Excuse me? I never never invited him. Let's not. Exactly. Uh, Let's not get Let's move on. on. No, no, no. (laughs) But... Man, I think that um, I got to ask you, and I feel like I asked the both of y'all, because of uh, of uh, what's so topical, do you feel like West Indian culture is like in jeopardy? Like the appropriation of West Indian culture is at an all-time high? I mean, hmm. culture is in jeopardy, right? I feel like people are always appropriating different cultures that they admire. But it's that's, that's, a, that's right a good now. point. That's a good point. But it feels like it's that's a good right, point, but, too. But at the and same time, right like... I'm a woman, I'm a black woman, I'm a yeah. Caribbean woman, right? Yeah, it's like, out, it's like that shit has been getting appropriated right. since I was born, right? So yeah. it's, it's nothing new, really. Yeah. Okay, now it's the Caribbean part. I got, I got to be honest, part, partly, it's like, like anything, it's like all, like, like Shia LaBeouf calling Drake's Jamaican accent fake is very funny to me. <laughs> of course. But like, so I'm also kind of like, in a weird way, like, almost impressed mm-hmm. you know what i mean because yeah, it's like think, there for you know a lot of stuff like nah like just the idea the culture of like people even being embracing into, it yeah you know what i, I mean i think there's a part of it that like that is exciting right because right. if our culture gets put on the map musically right hopefully it 
gets to funnel back into like Trinidad and Jamaica and things right, like that right. to build the creative communities there. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, that's... Do you think that's going to happen? I'm hoping that people like Marshall Montana, who like, mm-hmm. you know, Marshall yeah. was, he did OVO. Mm-hmm. That's a big moment. Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought it was. I thought I that mean, was PopCon, amazing. I mean, there's so many people. PopCon, all like, these people so that I... it's positive for the... For I look at in certain, I mean, yeah. in certain yeah. ways, I think it's that's positive. That's so positive. And I feel like there are going to be people, like I have friends that I know that are like, even with Ting and Ting, we have so many different ideas that we're like, okay, this is where we're starting, but then mm-hmm. we want to be able to like really help to build within the Caribbean community. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like there are definitely other artists that maybe they haven't done it or they're doing it in like small pockets and then eventually you'll see like the result of that. That's amazing. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, Well, I'll tell you one thing. If somebody ever came appropriating Kansas City culture, I'm not going to take it as well as y'all. <laughs> What, what would be the first like what's the first thing that I would do to jack Kansas City culture culture you'd have to gain like 30 40 pounds that's like, what I yeah we're pudgy okay. people where I'm from right we're the barbecue capital of the world right you know what I'm saying? right yeah. I can see Drake and some Aniche I think he yeah you know Maybe if he's Maybe. if that's the watermark for like yeah I don't when some shit gets jacked and <laughs> yeah, that's it <laughs> if that's the watermark but, yeah right if that's like how you tell if it reaches that far <laughs> yeah exactly. um, um, but yeah, no, I think it's, I mean, just like you said, like, I mean, you know, Ting and Ting is the, like, that's the party that you guys do. And what I like about what you guys do is that it's not just like a, a theme. It's yeah. like, you kind of get, there are like different things or like, uh, elements or like talent that really speak to the core of what you guys are doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, how often are you going to see like spice in fucking Bushwick? You know right. what I mean? Like, yeah. And like right, have right, a crowd. Right. And that's, that's important. Like, you right? know, like have like a, a crowd of like all different kinds of people like seeing like, oh, this is really, this is what it really I mean, my like, you favorite know? part is when that white girl, like Spice looked at her and she was like something, something, boom, boom. And yeah. like she made her repeat it and the girl was like, Pum, pum. And right. it was just like, it's so funny because right. there are certain things that like even me getting on stage with Spice, like. Yeah. No, like I, I could do that. My I could do them for my dad, and he would just like laugh, you know, because yes. culturally it's nothing crazy. Right. Yeah. Whereas to other people, it would probably be insane. Like right. their parents would probably catch a heart attack. Right. My dad's like, okay, let me get an extra drink. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's so crazy. Like cash is fine. All right. Cool. I'm. Yeah. Like he comes to ting and ting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like crazy. Yeah. Very rare. Appearances. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, that is cool. That is not. You guys seem to be like less uptight about shit like that i mean but i don't think if you I, I grew up in that mad cool that's that what i, I mean like i feel right i feel like know. you know i go to like my uncle junior's house i feel like that's so west indian of me to say mm-hmm. is it, <laughs> it is you know so like i go to my uncle junior's house and like anyone that comes you know if he likes you he opens up the secret cabinet underneath the staircase and it's like straight up rum like yeah. from every part of the world right you go downstairs it's like a bar and he's drinking like he's like let's have a drink and it's like warm and it's not really pretentious and you'll see like a super old like your grandpa like busting a wine with like a young ting like Mm -hmm. and it's fine Mm -hmm. and no one's you know now we want that same feeling at our parties we want it to feel like it's either like growing up in brooklyn in a like a basement party or something or just like at your uncle's house or something is that where you grew up I grew up with my grandmother in Brooklyn, yeah. What part of Brooklyn? Uh, Dittmas Park, Flatbush area. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Don't you live in Flatbush now, Tremont? Yeah, 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 yeah. We live like kind of pretty much same area. Yeah. Now, let me ask you a question, Tremont. Yeah. You grew up in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. but you went back to Flatbush. You didn't grow up in Flatbush, but you live in Flatbush now. No, no, no. Grew up there. I mean, I was like in Boston for school for a little bit mm-hmm. and then came back and then lived in the city while I was in college and then... When I was like, and then like was like at home while I right. was at college, and then when I moved out, 
was like, I just want to stay here. Here's my and question. And so I moved like six blocks away from my parents' house. Are you a gentrifier? That's like such a good question. And I remember the first time that I saw the conversation. First of all, no. Second of all, I remember the <laughs> yeah. first time that I saw the conversation <laughs> about like, not seriously, about like black gentrifiers, even the idea of that. Yeah. That like if you think of it as a class thing and not a race thing, then is like a kid that went to, uh, I don't know, Morehouse, that then moves to, uh, I don't know, Bed-Stuy. Um, <laughs> like, is that, does that wow. count? Because, you know, like, you like you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, but like, kidding. But, them, the podcast. Nah, nah, right. But it is, it's a crazy thought because, you know, on the one hand, you're like, uh, okay, word. I wanted to stay in my neighborhood because I knew, I knew it. So I'm like, I know where I get uh, food. Okay, I know okay, where okay. I do That's shit. How I, I know, feel. you know what I mean? Like, I knew it. But then at the same time, like when the fucking some new supermarket opens and it's like 24 hours you're like and you're like yo fuck this rest like fuck this like supermarket but then it's 24 hours and it's 2 30 and you're like damn i kind of want a chicken sandwich right mm-hmm. now right. you know what i mean so every right. day you kind of you navigate those little things right you know like mm-hmm. it so that definitely is like it's like a weird part of it i will say that i never thought that they would get to flatbush i never thought that people would have any interest yeah and in like straight i up, agree you know but I mean, I live in Bed Stuy. Yeah, me so too. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where you live? Don't tell. Don't tell. Don't yeah, I, I don't Daniel, want people popping. Yeah, cash. So maybe I. I'm joking. I never even thought about my fuck you, Tremel. I'm, I'm just saying, you know, you, you broached the subject, and we like here we are. But know? I thought like, it was like all artsy and smart for me to ask you because like right, you coming home, right. I didn't shit on me. Meanwhile, you're like, yeah, I came home on Eastern Parkway, and there was this thing going on. Exactly. Exactly. I was scared. Like I ran inside. Like ultimate gentrified. Yo, fuck. Oh, yo, <laughs> that's so, awful. So now, that nah, you really got a pass. You got a pass. You got. Why do I get a pass? I'm, I'm, I'm part good. of the problem. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm part of there's the problem. Worse, there's worse parts, definitely. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna text you like 6 a.m. I didn't sleep last night. <laughs> I feel bad. I can't get this out of my head. I can't get this out of my head. Oh, I'm, moving to Jersey. I'm moving back. Yeah, yeah. Get out of here. Um, so, Kaz, you were talking about like the transition into becoming talent, mm-hmm. right? And I know that you had like. I don't know if you still do, but you like no. came out. But you like came out of like sort of like corporate world, yeah. like working in style, working in apparel, and things like that. Yeah. Uh, was there any specific difference? Was there like stuff that you like more? Like, Wait, where did less, you work? I like, didn't know that. You know? So I handle marketing communications for North America for G Star. Oh yeah. Dope. And so like I was doing that while I was while I was figuring out my kitty cash life. Mm-hmm. Wow. So it got really crazy. What's your birth name? Cache. That's incredible. That's Thank you. Incredible. It's pretty sick. I'm just that is amazing <laughs> to me. What does it mean? It means hidden. You, you guys, you, so like if you, you guys, you guys, like you if guys. Your name is just Paul. Like, go, kid, just jump off a building. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You guys needed to see his facial expression. Yeah, yeah, he's stunned right now. I just, you know, I mm-hmm. mean, what can you say? Nah. So you didn't like corporate America? Well, is G Star corporate America? So. Are Here's you the thing. Not to hurt feelings. We don't do that on no, this no, podcast. No, 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 no. It's Get not. It off it's your chest. no, no, no. It's not even about not hurting feelings. I think like, you know, I went to FIT and I graduated with like my, button. Like, yeah, that's it. With it with like my business degree. Yeah. No, so no, you know, like button. when I went there, it's that's what I wanted to do at that time, right? And I think in that moment it was like, it's lit. Like you know, I was the youngest person at right. G Star in my department when I first started. I was like the only black girl. Like I was fucking it up. That shit was cute and like. I got to hold down all my friends though. It was tight. Like, yeah. like Metro would come through. I would hold him down. Like, it was cool because. Morehouse man, by the way. 
Metro went to Morehouse while Excuse you was talking me. shit. Nice. Talk. nice. Yeah. But no, just I like. Went to Morehouse. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, Any right. artist that Metro's I was cool with. Uh oh. No, no. I'm just saying, like, anyone that, like, I was cool with, like, I got to dress and I thought that was tight. Yeah. But um, I think once I started to fall more in love with DJing and just being Kitty Cash, that yeah. shit, it was a conflict of interest at that point. It's like, I'm sitting here. Looking up DJs for y'all to book and like looking up talent, which is easy because right. I'm gonna like I'm in it, right. so it was easy for me to to know what was going on. But then it was kind of like. Meanwhile, you wanted to save all the good beats for yourself. Meanwhile, right. I was like, I could be home downloading music, listening to albums, and just like doing shit that I want to do. Yeah. So it started to just become like a double-edged sword, not because it was the worst place, but it right. was just because now like the love, Your the focus. passion started yeah. to shift. Mm-hmm. Right. What's so. the most important album? Hmm. You ever like has it ever come out the one that shaped you per- personally? Yeah, like just for you. One of them really would have to be the Miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Yes, yeah. that's, that's, um, that's because it's that's a, it's right just answer. airtight answer. That's an airtight that's answer. There's yeah. no fucking with that. It's just like so. I feel like I've listened to that at so many different stages of like from a teenager, like going through shit with my mom, and right. then like. I feel like a lot of shit she was going through, I don't even know how I was connecting with it at one point. And then I was like, okay, now I'm an adult and I connect with it on a whole nother level and I listen to that shit like all the time still. What's yours, Tuck? Yeah. Um, I call him Tuck because he tucks his shirt in religiously. Mm. Occasionally. Yeah. I can't. Damn. He also tucks his undershirt dapper. in. Yeah, Very yeah, dapper young man. I can't. Yeah, I get, don't, don't gas me up, Kat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you blushing? <laughs> nah. Um, <laughs> um, damn, I can't follow Miss You can't focus now. Good. Like, Yeah, I know, right? And I'm all distracted. <laughs> yeah, damn. Um, she just batted her eyes at you. <laughs> <laughs> damn. Cache, is that what you do? God damn it. See, don't fuck them up. It's oh over. Listen, God. I apologize we'll to good people at Avion, Tequila Avion. Man, man, you know, um, so an album for me that was really important was uh this this record called 8701 by Usher. And it just meant so much to me, you know, hearing yo, somebody talk yo, about I, how they see, felt about how, a young woman is, in such, you know, like just pure, <laughs> honest ways. I always felt like if there was that no, no, it's a sick album though. That's a really good record. It What's is. wrong with him? <laughs> uh, no, that's your man. That's yeah. your man's. Shit, that's your man. That's your man's. No, I'm going to go with The Love Below. Ooh, okay. Love okay. Below is my favorite album of all time. Yeah, Fuck that is good. Up. I love that. That's, that's a good, good like, listen great. to it at different points in your life mm-hmm. you know, album, and you get different shit out of it. Yeah. Nora Jones is on it. Oh, my God. Hell yeah. Yo, a fucked up thing I did, I was supposed to take this girl. I'm not going to say her name. Uh, I was supposed to take this girl to Sadie Hawkins dance. You know what that is? Mm-hmm. It's where girls ask the guys. And uh, the love below came out. What it can not to interrupt, mm-hmm. but to interrupt. Is that, is that a right? Thing? Like Sadie Hawkins is dope. I've just heard. I've heard that <laughs> just reference in pop culture a lot. See, the problem is that you went to school in Brooklyn. Y'all don't even have gyms to have dances. In. Right. No, that's so, some real so shit. So it's nothing for you. Like you, you know, know what? I mean? look, look at you. Look at <laughs> You're like damn. Right. You know I lived in Maryland for like a year and a half, and I felt like Best my life changed. Happened. Yeah, yeah. Because they were Space. like, oh, let's go to this football game. I'm like, what? Right. You know, yeah, like, you're yeah. not doing that shit. Space. Anyway, I'm supposed to take this girl to this dance. I'm sorry. I listened to Speaker Box, right? Uh-huh. Speaker Box was great. It's totally good. I put in the love below. I'm about to take a shower. I'm in a towel. I start the album. I stand there looking at my CD player. The album finishes. I haven't moved. I had a choice. Do I either go to the dance or do I listen to the album again? And I stood her up. I called her and said I couldn't do it. Wow. Maybe she just wasn't bad enough. She wasn't the prototype. I mean, she just wasn't wasn't the one. Yeah. (laughs) 
I that mean, shit was speaking to you and you were like, yeah, this is right more shit. important. Right. It, was, it was a dickhead move though. It was. Yeah, that's fucked up. I wouldn't talk to you move. ever yeah. again. Yeah. Have you ever been stood up, Cash? No. Not once. She don't she was like, Yeah, I'd like to see a motherfucker try. Yeah. <laughs> I did give you that face, yeah. right? I yeah. Was just like, yeah, no. Have you stood someone up? Today she stood someone up. Are you talking? Yeah. You stand up somebody <laughs> yeah. twice a day, Cash. I'm not doing this shit. You're not, not about to lie on this podcast. Have you ever stood a man up? How many I've never stood anybody text up. messages do you have in your phone right now? Look at Look, the number. Show, show What's the number? Look. What's the number? Oh, and this is a new phone and I don't even have that many. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any service up here. But um none. Oh, twenty one. None. Oh, twenty one. <laughs> That is so good. Yo, let me tell you what That happened. is so good. Me, that is such is, a good this number. Is, I shouldn't even put you out there like this. Oh, my God. So, you were a little tardy today, which is totally fine because we were Well, that's late. because I got lost. No, it's all good. It's, mm-hmm. That's not the problem. You try to call me out. No, no. You being no, late is not... Yeah. You, oh, you, oh, you're about to, I know what you're about no, to say. No, 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 I know you're what you're about to say. But I called her. And I'm like, hey, what's up? I just want to make sure you're good. And she's like, oh, oh, yeah, I'm good. I got lost. I went to this other thing. Yeah, can I have the champagne? Okay, yeah. No, I'll just take the champagne. Yeah, no, but I'm I'm hustling to you. I'm like, yo, yo, cachet. I just like, heard you order champagne. <laughs> no. I don't believe you're in route. Classic, like, yo, I'm five minutes away. Like, and then order. <laughs> so let me shady. tell you something. You could have said, can yes. I get a bottle of water? Yeah. You drink that in transit. <laughs> Hell yeah. You sip champagne stationary. See, right. Yeah. You know, this is what happens when you that. meet me. Like, right. I sip champagne in transit. It's right. just, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's levels to this. Catch up. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. What do you mean? <laughs> okay. Oh, my All God. All right. That's amazing. Man. Do you work out, Kitty Cat? So, let me tell you. Or is or is just dancing? Just <laughs> Oh, just, dancing is definitely right. Just ting, ting. Yeah. Ting and ting. You got to get it right. Ting. Yeah. But well, if I, I got invited, I know what was going okay, on. Okay, I will personally invite you. You better stop playing with me. You don't have to do that. Why, are you jealous? No, I'm not. You really messed your mouth. I shouldn't have invited you. Or put y'all in separate rooms. He's talking with a soft voice now. Oh man, this is so good. Mag is on a roll right now. Y'all know I usually be on this man, and he's on a roll, and I'm gonna let him ride. I'm gonna let him ride because Cash is here, so I'm not gonna go crazy. No, I'm just saying, Cat, you brought out the best in both of us. Amazing, straight up. And you know, thank you so much. But you know what? I I have been trying to like get more into like a regiment of working out. I don't always get to like go running or make it to the gym, but I did sign up for some dance classes at Alvin Ellie, and Shout out every to day I try to do like my crunches and squats in my room. But it's been really hard because I've been traveling like a fucking maniac. So it's tough. So I, I feel. Can I say something that's like kind of weird? And I don't mean. I hope this does not Uh-oh. offend you. I don't mean this stuff. When people you. say that shit, it's about no, no, to be no, offensive. No, 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 no. Yo, there's okay, certain, no, no, no. There's yeah. certain people who style. And yo, let me describe what Kitty Cash <laughs> has on right now. She has on take like a super dope Vera Wang double breasted suit, right? With the mm. peak lapel. But then put like some Elizabethan sleeve wrap Strong. things Actually, over yeah. it. Right? Yeah. Like when people and like dress. Silk, like, yeah, yeah, the whole wave. I didn't mean to take nothing out. I didn't mean to take nothing out. <laughs> if you're going to give the details, yeah, baby, exactly, you got to exactly. give the details. But like there's certain people, the way they dress, I can't picture them on a treadmill. Oh, I feel you. I can't picture Young Thug working out because I picture Young. Like, but there's think, also a very like stylish way to work out. That's oh, yeah, I have cute assets. Other, yeah, like that's you like. Say a, what? I have cute assets. I have a cute ass workout outfits. <laughs> what? Break it down. Break it down. No, Let just like. What does that mean? What are you saying? Just like your outfits that you work out in are cute. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying the thing about certain people is right. that it's you the just way they can't. carry themselves. Like 
nobody looks graceful on an elliptical. Graceful, right? Yeah, you I know what, what I'm saying. Mean? Like yeah. nobody looks confident. I don't know. Like, on that, on that. Guys are always rep. trying to like come over to me while I'm working out. <laughs> Yo, you. They're like, look at me. Like I'm doing like fucking like hip abduction, and they're like, but do you need help? With I'm like, but it's working. Like I'm using it right now. Right. I called my mom. I was like, does this shit happen to you at the gym? And she bust out laughing. <laughs> She we should have had your mother on the podcast. Oh, right. she's I mean, a true. What is Mama OG. Cash like? Yeah, oh, up. like yo, what's her name? Amatullah. My mother's Muslim. Amazing. Sick. She Mashallah. is like so sexy. She goes to the gym like twice. A day. It's crazy. Like people think she's my sister. She's bad. Damn. Like we walk the streets and I'm like, he tried to talk to you. He tried to talk. Right. No, I'm joking. Right. But no, no. And she's like, I'm talking like full on covered. It's kind of gnarly. Oh, is that sick? Yeah. So you you chose not to. That's not for me. That's but I respect the religion. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. Does and she, like, is she chill? I would imagine she is, like, cool with your like, I think, nightlife lifestyle. I mean, whatever, she loves whatever. it. I think, yeah. of course, when I was younger and she first converted, it was issues on issues on issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but as I got older, like, you know, I can go with her to Juma. I can, like, go to her to, like, appreciate it and celebrate the holidays. But... Um, that's that's a crazy dynamic though. It is, but it's also just like, ma, this is who I am. Like, if that's who you are, that's who you are, and that's great. And like, I will never take away from that. And I'm like, you fly as shit. If I see like a bomb duster, some bomb pants from my mom, I'll be like, hook it up. But you know, that doesn't mean I'm not gonna be in like my slip slip dresses. Just you know, that's for her. It's like, I feel like that only exists in New York City. Probably where you could have somebody who's like family household structure is so polarizing yeah and like in one house in kansas city and i think it's not Midwest, like that no it's like your neighborhood everybody's either muslim or everybody's Catholic no and that's or, yeah that's you know true. what i mean like you don't really get it i don't think like that's the type of diversity that i think is what makes new york like the fucking greatest city mm-hmm. on the planet then that's why i moved to bed stuy well, if you wanted nah, to know why i came in the neighborhood bro mm. that's a funny no yeah are you good man no nah, but that's a funny point <laughs> thank you for <laughs> giving me permission point, yeah. to live where nah, i pay because rent. i'm like when whatever like uh thanksgiving like last things like thanksgiving they just passed like people there was like this whole thing of like how to talk to your family this thanksgiving because right, of like all the conversations that we were having or whatever mm-hmm. and i rem- i was like i felt like i was like my we you know what's the argument like was there always you know like i felt like in new york or in like for people that i knew personally there wasn't this sense of like oh people within your family have completely different politics or completely oh no but but you know what i'm saying like my brother my brother converted to islam like same way but it's like it's not like we're about to be at the dinner table arguing about something whereas like i feel like in wherever state that you know what i mean like there's like oh yeah like my dad thinks this and my uncle thinks this and my dad you know and i'm like that doesn't seem familiar to me you know like yeah so i don't know my family's closer to that than really maybe not my like blood i don't have like extended family but you know friends of family like when i go home Mm -hmm. you know you might catch a trump supporter at the table yeah right right, that's real right right straight up yeah. Oh my God, my cab ride the other day, I was with two of my friends. I was with Sada and Elise. And Shout we were, out. hey guys, we were going the fuck off in this car ride, right? <laughs> I don't even know what got us started. Mm-hmm. We started talking about women and entertainment. Then mm-hmm. we started talking about Trump. And we was going the fuck off. I swear our cab driver was a Trump supporter because <laughs> legit, like, he was like, so can I turn this up? 
And oh then, my god! Wait, wait. Yeah. Can I close <laughs> this partition, please? You like, don't hear yeah. us having this deep ass conversation about our lives and our future yeah. right now. Yeah. I was like, yo, what if he was just like, get out? That's crazy. But um, yeah. I was I was on the train and a dude walked up and uh, he was about to sit next to me and then kept walking and he was wearing New Balances and I was like, oh Damn. shit, like throw them like, shit away. Got, nah, but you just gotta even that you're just like New Balance, yeah, like, maybe. You know, it's like trying, like it's like it's, us. it's like spotting X Men. It's shit. like they're just in the world normally, but then you just like you might just wow, you know what I like mean? Like it's X-Men. fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> shout out, to, shout out to Sada by the way. That's another just awesome. She is. I feel like that would be having so a conversation empowering. with her about uh, politics and women. I mean, culture. oh, she, she would, would be go very off. Um, yeah. Like literally after, like once Trump got elected, like, she called me. Cause she knows my, you know, my mother's Muslim, and mm-hmm. her, so is her mother. And she's just like, "How's your mom?" And I was like, "I'm fucking scared." Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I think I called my mother like 30 times. She was like, "If you don't calm down," I'm like, "Girl, yeah. it's Very you real. in Jersey. I don't know what the fuck is gonna go down." Yeah. Were you? Yeah. Were you? I, I, I didn't sleep. I, I, don't I was know up. You very well, but I, I, my perception of you is that you're a very strong woman, um, and I don't want to just put that on you. But that's my perception. I think Tramel would agree. Were you disappointed? By Hillary losing? I mean, I'm sure you were disappointed because Trump won, but did you feel unempowered? Did you think it was a blow to feminism? You know what? Because I have a lot of female friends and they're like, nah. Right. They never really got there with her, which to me is Right, and that's the thing. I feel like I was more there with her than, than they were. And even like when I was just watching, you know, like the votes coming in or whatever, I was sitting on my couch, like, so depressed with a bottle of wine. And um, when they kept saying, like, Hillary was not connecting with a certain community, like, there were so many women that did not vote for her. Like, mm-hmm. they voted for Trump. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, I didn't feel like it was a blow to feminism. I just felt like, I think what I connected with most was when Van Jones said that it yeah. was a white lash. Yeah, That's out. what, oh, what? I was screaming at my out. TV. Mm-hmm. Like, I wish I was there. Yeah, yeah. Van went, Van went hand. Like, the yeah. fuck off. Van's and eyes were on the back of his head. He, I know, he, he, he couldn't, I was like, yo, he's holding it down. But I think that's what I connected with more than just it being like, right. uh, um, feeling like less empowered as a woman. I just felt like, yo, these people fucking came out, states that were always blue, were red. Mm-hmm. And the same way that people came the fuck out for Obama, they were like, yo, we about to show up and show you. Right. And I don't think that Hillary, the Democratic camp, was really thinking like that. Right. They were like, yo, we got this. Because they we usually, cocky. they were cocky. And they shouldn't have been fucking cocky. Yeah, and like that sleeping. was disappointing. And then a few days after... I met up with a very good friend of mine, Joshua Kissy, who's like also very amazing. Yeah, Joshua's dope. And shout out to the good brother. Um, yeah, he's like a brother to me, and we were talking about it. Like, how do you feel? Mm-hmm. I feel like that was all my text messages to everybody. Like, how do you feel? And we kind of both agreed. Like, I almost feel even more empowered to be a part of a movement and to make sure that next time around that shit does not go the fuck down, like mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. And I also felt like you know, all of the parallels to, like, the civil rights movement and just, like, how you have, like, the Stokely Carmichaels and all of these great activists, like, come out because, like, you just couldn't take it anymore. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like we're about to go through that resurgence mm-hmm. where, like, the real, true, like, leaders are about to emerge and be like, okay, right. we need some fucking change because this shit is going all the way yeah. astray. Right. I think it's, it's crazy because uh, what you saw or what I saw a lot of people say, oh, like, uh, in this climate, it'll be good for art, Right. And I feel like okay. this past year, mm-hmm. uh, 
we saw a ton of music so long that was yeah, super but i mean like i mean disgusting. go back to like d'angelo's album Oh, yeah. Which kind of set the whole I mean, black it is. It's you black know what Messiah. I mean? And he, and it was almost like he knew. And I also think it's dope because it's like you're used to like a, a public enemy or a Pac or a Nas right. or rappers or Lupe. But right. these are like R&B singers, like musicians, right. yeah. like jazz. Like, Even like, like, you know what I mean? That are still like figuring out a way to make that message work. And it's real. You know? And like, it's just some crazy shit. Like, you know, when you listen to... Anyone from that time, anyone from like Nina Simone or like yeah. Marmor Gay, mm -hmm. like I feel like now I've really can say like, wow, my music, this shit is a reflection of the fucking times. Like we're going yeah, through right, it. Right, like right, even right. Childish Gambino's new album, like man, whew, mm -hmm. what the fuck? I was feeling very emotional. Mm -hmm. I gotta say, <laughs> I saw a bad review of his album really this morning, and it pissed me off. Fuck that shit. Fuck that review. I'm not even gonna say the <laughs> publication, but I. Have you ever been slammed in a publication? Um, That's a good question. Yeah. Remember that time I texted you? I feel like I might. It was like six paragraphs. Oh, shit. Did Tramel do that? No. no. Oh, that would have been amazing. No. If I said that. And was it? No, but you know what? Here's what I think happens. I think sometimes. Oh. Uh... <laughs> Wait, what happened? <laughs> Tell us what happened. Yeah, I remember. Well, yeah. I mean, fuck it. Um, I so, just, I felt. Yeah, yeah. Cash, Cash was a. Uh, <laughs> Cash. This was, is uh, so touchy. Why do I feel like it's touchy? Uh, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I didn't even get to a real. No, no, no. Fuck that. This is rich friend. Fuck yeah, it. Yeah. Nah, thank Cash you. was a Gen F in the fader, which was a very which big was moment for sick. me. It was an awesome shoot. Alex Welsh did the photo shoot. The photos were gorgeous. It was right around the time that you were putting out. I think Love the Free. Yeah. Either part one or two. Mm -hmm. Um, it was like. You know, she's a DJ. She like has this ill sort of day job, and now she's starting to put material out. Like this is, you know, that's what Gen F is about. That section of the magazine, it's like you highlight people who you may not know about yet, but who like you're about to. You're or, about like, to. This yeah. is an important moment for them. And it's a stand. And honestly, like it's good. This is a funny ass topic to bring up, but it's good because I remember that. <laughs> I want the and fuck it's off. Like, yeah, because it's like, and I have never been on your end of it. I've only been on my end of it, but. Uh, when you're like the artist or the subject or the creative, you probably have a sense of this too. Like sometimes people can be like very well intentioned with how they talk about your art right. or how they talk about. And who I just you felt are, fuck that. I felt still, like yeah, my shit was. Just, <laughs> like, talk I just shit. I just felt like it was just like a mis a misrepresentation of who I really was. And I felt like if this was a Gen F and it's people that do not know me and it's like an industry that. The reason why I think I was so sensitive about it was because it's like this was such a new industry for me. Whether right, people right, knew that or right, not. Right, you know what right, I mean? Like right. it was so new and like Gen F was so big and everyone was like, this is such a big deal. And I was like, well, should I wait to do a Gen F then? And they're like, no, you need to do it now. And like I just felt like if you're gonna write this shit, like you really should dig deep on why this is so special. Like, because if people like Atrock and like Cilantro, like that's how I met them is through this fucking musical project that I did after coming off a tour with Kilo Keesh and the internet. Mm -hmm. It's like, clearly there's something major fucking happening, right? right? Like this is a moment. And I just felt like, I don't remember, there was like a few sentences. I was just like, I felt like certain things were chopped off. I will say this as somebody that has been on both sides. Right. Uh -huh. It's tough. I don't think you'll ever like something written about you. And I've had people I feel like try that's to, true. people try to write something and like Matt saying that they think is like like they think I'm going to well be ecstatic about it and yeah. I'm like bummed out. But the only thing that stops me from not, you know, pushing the yay button and spazzing like it sounds like you might have done. Yeah. No, Cache. I didn't no, I didn't spaz. No, no, no. no, no, no. Very, like, I mean, what was good about it is that 
Um, and I first off, I agree to a certain extent. I agree with your point. I think, but also as a writer, there is like the you know, if you're genuinely excited about something, then it isn't hard to write something that someone likes. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're genuinely like, but you know which what? is really the but only, you know what I'm like, saying? You're like, yo, you know, like this Donald Glover album is so amazing. It's funkadelic, whatever, whatever. And then he's like, it's not funkadelic. And yeah, but that's out. that's a different oh, level you know of I'm like, saying? that's a that's a level of like, you have to be, sub if you put your art in the world, you have, you're subject to people interpreting it. That's the whole point of putting it in the world. Yeah, that's you know fine. what I mean? You I have to that do part. that. And so it wasn't that like, sucks, though. like you, like Kat, like she didn't spaz, but it was more like, uh, one, it's like good because it's like Fader is that type of place where we, well, like the people that work at that magazine that make that magazine have those relationships in the communities that they cover. That's how they're able to do it so yeah. well. Yeah. When I, when I was there, that's why I was able to contribute when I was there. You know what I mean? Like that's what, that's the whole it's point. The thing so about the Fader that I really, you know what I mean? It's like, like you're I able think, to have that dialogue even when things get crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I think, you're able to have that dialogue. I think there. what was cool was that I felt like the Fader kind of like really saw my journey on some real shit from mm -hmm. like rubber tracks to like whatever events and then mm -hmm. like to now, right? Like even Naomi, like she went to BuzzFeed, like she did this mixtape I did that was like, had uh, lectures from women and like quotes. It was like really cool and then she covered it. So just like to see that progress, I think it's cool right. and to have those people see your progress. But, and like, you need to have a tough skin if you're an artist anyway. Like people are mm. gonna judge your shit or I whatever. Don't. But I, I think that's easy that. to say. Mark Anthony done. Green is very sensitive. I'm a sensitive soul. Yeah. That's I'm why sensitive I, too, but. Mm. I don't know if you're that sensitive. I'm, you you out here talking I'm real tough. shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah, tough, you mad but tough. I'm, I'm tough, but I am also sensitive at the right. same time. But I just, I think I, like, even when I hit him up, it was more just like, am I bugging because I'm being sensitive? Right. I think it was more like that, like, am I bugging because I'm being sensitive about this? And, like, you know, like, I don't know if she really got, like, the full me, and that's kind of how I felt. Yeah. Like, it was, like, a part of me, but not really, like, the full me. It's never, I, yeah. I don't think it's And then you didn't take feeling. it to the Summer Jam screen and just go on some ill rant online. No. Like, yo, fuck the, fuck fuck the, the fade. That shit still, definitely happens, too. Like, on all the, the time. Like, you know what I mean? So It was, yeah. it was still great, and so many people complimented me about it, which yeah. was funny. Yeah. But, like, yeah. I was like, I hear y'all, but this is how I feel. Right. Well, we know you got champagne to go drink, so we uh we're gonna let you <laughs> we're gonna let you go. Oh yeah, okay. Um, this was uh this was thank amazing. You. Yeah, this was super dope. Thanks for having me, guys. Rich friend, signing off. Cash, peace, thank peace, you so peace. much. Bye, peace. guys. Thank peace. you. Rich friend, the elevated conversation is a loudspeaker network production. Our producer is Matt Raz. Our editor is Tim Einenkel. Our executive producer is Chris Morrow. The views, opinions, and hilarious jokes expressed on this podcast are solely those of the hosts and guests featured on the program and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Tequila Avion and its affiliates. Please don't.